0: It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the
1: weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. And tip-top of the morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Morning Ticket for March the 2nd. It is March, in fact, and it has crept up on us, and we are in the throes of the madness, if you will. But this is the strangest madness I can tell you in 25 years I think I've ever been a part of. And I'll hasten back to Wednesday night, what we started calling and dubbing Crash Wednesday, because we we had nine different games, playoff games, going on Wednesday. Typically crazy March Madness. You do this, you travel all over the place. But I never remember us losing eight of nine teams on a given night. So the landscape has obviously changed. It made for a very, very quiet, relatively speaking, Friday night last night. It's going to make for a relatively quiet rest of the way. However, I will point out that even though we've lost the Quincy Highs, the q and Es, the Camp Point Centrals, and the list goes on and on, we still have a handful of really relevant, really good teams, a lot of them fringe teams, who never have really gotten the attention of some of the other teams, and that becomes a really interesting focus. And it's going to become a really interesting focus the rest of the way, because all of a sudden the Culver Stockton women... The Hannibal Grange men and some of the fringier high school basketball teams in our area are front and center, and our basketball fortunes now ride with them. So I'd I'd, I'd admonish you to adopt one of these teams. Go watch them. If you love the basketball, this is a great chance for you to kind of check back in, stay involved, stay engaged. Because we do have four teams still left alive in the area, high school-wise for state championships. And we've got these really fun, charismatic college teams still alive as well. So lots of good basketball out there. Don't be put off by the fact that some of the bigger banner programs, the Blue Chippers and the Blue Blooders, are out. There's a lot of basketball out there to be played. And maybe foremost among them out there... As the good folks in Royal Blue, the Concord Triopia Trojans who last night won maybe the most thrilling basketball game of the season, over at Lewiston taking out Elmwood in double overtime, 64-62, to and coming up in just a few minutes, the head coach of the Trojans, our good friend Mike Lewis is going to join us. He's not huge on doing radio interviews, but we've twisted his arm. He's a super guy, and he's going to sit down and talk with uh, with us about what was not just a luminous team performance last night, but one of the best individual performances we've ever seen from a kid in Sean Bell on a straight takeover last night in winning his team a ball game. So we're going to do that with you in a few minutes on The Big Show, and then later today we're going to talk about a really special event coming to the city of Quincy later this month. By way of our friends at the Western Illinois chapter of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, our good friend Julie Ross is going to join us and kind of break down an event that's not going to just be of interest to Chicago Bear fans, although it will be of interest to Chicago Bear fans, but to all of you who admire people who walk their way through this life the right way. And we'll explain the details of that just a little bit later. But let me first of all attend to the business of last night. The basketball that we did have, and I'm going to start off where I kind of left off there with Concord Triopia pulling off that huge win, the first ever sectional boys basketball title in the storied history of that program, 64-62 double overtime. As I mentioned, Sean Bell with 34 points last night. He closed out regulation by keeping his team in it. He closed out the second overtime by winning it last night, and that was huge. So by virtue of that victory, Triopia is our last Illinois high school team still alive. The Trojans will travel to the Jacksonville Bowl on Tuesday to take on Okaville. And you know what they did last year. That'll be a 7 o'clock game, uh, the winner of which is headed off to Peoria State. So that should be a ton of fun on Tuesday. By the way, need to shout out Tucker Kerfman as well from Payson Seymour, who over at Lewiston last night punched his way into the uh, state three-point contest. So congratulations to him. Lots of big doings in America's hometown last night. With For the first time in anybody's memory, it, it's been a long time, the Hannibal Pirates and Lady Pirates, both in district championship play. I have not seen Korf Gymnasium that packed, even back in 2001 when the uh, Hannibal boys made the state run under Darren Powell. I have not seen it that packed. It was incredible last night, the atmosphere. People ringing the balcony, which tells you just how much high school sports engages when it's really, really good. But unfortunately, the Pirates ran into a pair of Borgia buzzsaws last night. On the boys' side, Borgia wins 50 to 39 to end Hannibal season at 18 and five over year o- overall. Good year for Marty Hall's crew. Desi Jones started out like a house of fire, at 14 points in the fourth, in the first quarter. But the last three quarters was held to just eight more total, and that was really sort of the difference in the ball game. Because when you have a Desi, it's like being on the Avengers and having a Hulk. When he goes, he goes well. But last night, he could not find any oxygen to get his offense started. So Hannibal's offense suffers, and they get held to just 39 points last night. On the girls' side, really a great coaching job by Evan Servine. Nobody thought the Pirates would be here. They were the third seed coming in. Winning record this season, finishing at 13-13. and 13. They just kind of got underneath and out over their skis, I guess, more accurately in the second quarter and could not keep up with a Borgia team that eliminates them 60-37 to 37 last night. Bella Falconer, the outstanding freshman, had 13 points. So the future is very bright for the Hannibal Lady Pirates indeed. The big shocker last night, and it continues to be a wonderful story, is Jeanette Bergens, caller Stockton, Lady Wildcats, the seventh seed coming into the Heart of America Conference Tournament, go to Fayette and take out the two-seed, Central Methodist, 91-88 to 88 last night. Another thrilling win. Their second straight upset. Ryan Dooley with 24 points. Carly Harper with 14. Courtney Saylor with 16 points. As the Lady Cats have punched their ticket back to the Heart of America Conference title game for the first time since 2002. They'll head up to Oskaloosa on Monday night to take on the top seed, William Penn. But at this point, if you're betting against Culver Stockton, that is a fool's errand. So congratulations to them. Also need to make mention of the fact Hannibal LaGrange is playing today over in the Kansas City area in the semifinals of the American Midwest Conference Tournament. Big win the other night against Harris Stowe. Got a chance to punch their ticket. As you might remember, last weekend they upset the number three team in the nation, who is also the number one seed. In Mo Baptist, so Hannibal Grange playing some great basketball right now. Keep your eyes on them today. Lots of college basketball in town today as well. Quincy University going to end their season, obviously. Uh, no tournament appearances for either the men or women, but they are at home today against U-Indy at 1 and 3 o'clock. John Wood, however, on the men's and women's side, also playing at 1 and 3 o'clock today have big implications playoff-wise, particularly the men. That's a great game to go out to Mountain Dew Court and check out today if you have the time. Culver Stockton's men are at home at 2 o'clock, and you know, as we've talked about right here, Aaron Hill's team has pulled off numerous upsets this season. They're building a little momentum towards the Heart of America Conference Tournament as well. Going to wrap up with some baseball scores, because believe it or not, college baseball is well underway. Quincy University with a split yesterday. I should say nationally ranked Quincy University with a split at McKendree Dropping the first game four to three, but winning the second one six to four behind the pride of Palmyra. Aaron Stone, who improves to two and zero in the season, he struck out nine in his victory. John Wood yesterday on the road, I believe they're in Mississippi, with a split against Coahoma Community College. Dropping the first game nine to four, winning the second one three to two. It was Central Methodist sweeping past Culver Stockton on the baseball diamond seven to one and fifteen to four. Hannibal Grange with a win over Harris Stowe five to one college softball for the first time this season Culver Stockton drops a game they were 3 and 0 coming in losing to William Carey 6 to 1 the Quincy University women yesterday with a sort of split they were playing two different teams but went one and one in tournament play yesterday beating Nebraska Kearney 12 to 5 losing to UCM 8 to 7 all right when we come back Mr. Mike Lewis is going to talk about if he got any sleep last night and what a thrilling game it was in Lewiston as Triopia and Elmwood Waste battle for the ages. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on Talk Radio 930 WTAD and FM
0: 103.3. Here's Chris Dewar.
1: And welcome back to the Morning Ticket, everybody. I am super excited to have Concord Triopia boys basketball coach Michael Lewis with us this morning uh, I did not go to the game last night. Jet Beecham had that honor, Mike. But what I do know is that simply by calling highlights last night, I got a contact adrenaline rush. That was one of the most ridiculous games I could remember in a long, long time. The first and most important question for you is, have you slept at all yet, Mike? Because that had to be just a rush from start to finish.
0: Well, oh, man, I haven't slept at all. I mean, well, maybe a couple hours, but... You know, you get to this stage and and you don't sleep. i haven't slept actually in a couple of weeks, but uh last night I couldn't go to sleep at all. But uh, you know, it's it's better than uh you know, the the other part of it.
1: Well, you I know, you know your win
0: was just Go ahead.
1: I I said I know you're super proud of your kids. Uh just the grit and the effort they showed to finish that game a number of different times, Mike. What does that say about them and about your squad?
0: Oh, I mean, they're just relentless. I, they never quit. They never quit. Uh, you know, we had our backs to the wall a couple times, and we came up with big steals. But, uh, we double team. We got pressure on the ball. We tapped the ball loose. Uh, we just went after it. And and these kids, you can never count them out. They're they're not going to quit.
1: That was an incredible atmosphere last night and an incredible gym. One of my favorite gyms anywhere. Everybody sits on top of you. You had two fantastic basketball teams because hats off to Elmwood. That was a really good team that has to check out in the sectional finals and a team that very easily could have been in a super sectional. What was the atmosphere like last night? Did you get a chance? to? I know you're coaching and you're doing your thing, but did you get a chance and a sense of, all of that just sitting on top of you and the tension that was in that gym.
0: Oh, it was electric. It was, uh, you know, I thought, uh, you know, we had 60, 70 percent of that gym with our people. And, and they were loud and they were uh, boisterous. I mean, it was fantastic. But, you know, the following we have is just unreal. And another thing I'd like to tell you, too, is after the game, the uh, uh, Lewis administration came up and complimented our student section on on their behavior, on their, on their, you know, cheering for the team, uh, everything about them, he said, was fantastic, and, and you know, that's a, a really plus for the community and the school, you know, when an administrator comes up and brags on your kids, that, I mean, that's, that's awesome. It
1: certainly is awesome, and I certainly think that speaks well of your community. What I'd like to talk to you, though, about, Mike, is your community is used to success in football because you guys have set an incredibly high standard. This is new ground for basketball, and I get the sense just talking to people that they are going nuts about it, and they are really relishing seeing this group of kids win. And you know, Mike, because early on in their careers, this was the team that everybody was waiting for a breakthrough. They've made a couple now, but to do it in basketball has to be uniquely special.
0: Oh, no, yeah. It's, I mean, you know, Trophy has got that football tradition and it's something else. I mean, they're football crazy, which they should be. Uh, this year, I, th- I think what really turned everything around was, uh, you know, the football game winners at Bearstown and they were down and, uh, they never quit and they came back and came back and came back and won that game. And I think that carries over, you know, to basketball because most of my kids play football. So, uh, you know, that winning and never quitting and, you know, just being relentless and tough uh, is one reason why we're where we're at right now.
1: You got a lot of great efforts last night and I don't want to diminish anybody, but the quarterback on that football team was also the engine of your victory last night as Sean Bell went nuts for 34 points I have to think that has to be the single greatest individual performance in a playoff game we've ever seen from a Triopia Trojan. But his ability to close and his relentlessness, and and he's a guard, and he's not the biggest kid in the world, but the way you could see him fighting through the paint as a guard, double and triple teamed, his indomitable will last night, it was inspiring, Mike, And and I'm not a guy with any rooting interest. It was just fun to watch him play. He's just that kind of kid, isn't he?
0: Oh, man, he's, I, I, you know, I've been seeing it for a long time, so, <laughs> you know, I, I, last night was uh, the top of the ladder. I mean, he he did everything last night. When he went to the hole, he can go to that hole, and he just picks out a little flop, and he gets through it, and I don't even know how he does it, you know? I mean, that's the thing, you, you can't coach that. He just has such an instinct for the basket. Uh, he can do it with either hand. He's tough. Uh you know, and a lot of time most of the time, he goes in there. He draws fouls. Uh, he can kick it back. He can kick it out. I mean, he's. Uh, last night was just unbelievable. I, I, you know, it's hard to describe just because of, you know, I sit there and watch and think, well, how in the heck do you do that? But uh, uh, he's just something else. It was. It, it was, was fun to watch and. It was a performance
1: for the ages, Mike. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was fun to watch. And one of the things that has been fun to watch about your team is sort of the evolution they've made after those two heartbreaking but hard-fought losses against West Central. How much has that kind of fueled you, Mike, moving
0: forward? Well, I mean, the first one, we kind of gave that away. Uh, We had them and, and, uh, you know, made some turnovers down the stretch. and didn't hit our free throws. And the second one, we came back and, and... Again, didn't make a free throw. And, it, you know, it wears on you. you. You know, you think about it now, and it, it's it's past. But, you know, when you get beat like that and you beat – I mean, they're a good ball club. Don't get me wrong. They're a great ball club. And, you know, we had them the time, and, and then we let it go. And, and, and I think you have to learn from that, and I know we did. And, you know, we haven't been making that many mistakes down the stretch anymore. We've been uh, – you know, our defense has become much our, – our defense right now is much better than it has been the whole year. So there are things you learn. You just have to you have to take it and run with it, and that's what we did.
1: Mike, you get a chance to run with it in a place that everybody wants to do that, and that's at the Bowl in the Super Sectional. It's the first time ever, and obviously when you get there, you're going to see the 400-pound gorilla in the room at Oakville, which is, you know, obviously it's going to take a task to get past them. I don't know if you've looked that far ahead yet. I know you'll start doing that today, but just on, on initial blush, the task of preparing your team for a chance to win a game, to go to state against, you know, obviously the standard bearer from last year in in 1A basketball. What's that mean? What's it going to take, Mike?
0: Well, you know, they've been there. We haven't. But uh, our, our defense has been carrying us uh, the whole season. But the number one thing is we got to shoot the ball better. Um, you know, I know they're going to pressure us. I know, I don't know if they're box Sean. I don't know if they're triangling to, to us, uh, him and Garrett or him and Zach. Uh, I I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, but I know that we're going to come and we're going to be ready to play. I I can tell you that. And these kids just are not going to quit. We've got to hit the boards better. We got killed on the offensive boards last night. And, And a lot of that was because we rotated and, uh, we helped out, but we didn't rotate down and, uh, you know, they were a, a relentless team on the boards. They just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And, and my hat's off to them. They played extremely hard. That's You know, we we haven't been out-rebounding very much the whole season. Last night we were. So now we've got to work on the rebounding. We've got to work on the uh, rotation on our defense. And I think we'll be ready. I mean, these kids are tough, man, and, and they'll go get it. So I, I think we're going to be ready. I know, uh, you know we're going to have a game, good game plan for them, and we're going to get ready to go.
1: You kind of touched on it too. You are so multidimensional with Garrett Snow. I mean, we touched on Sean. Uh, you know, obviously with Zach Thompson, but you, you know, you get contributions like from Tanner from from different places when you need them. And I think, as you kind of touched on, that speaks well about your kids. They all know who they are and what they're supposed to do. And I, I got to imagine that serves you well on Tuesday as well.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Tanner's come through big time. Uh, you know, the last game game for this, and he had 14 points, but. Uh, he 's a great shooter, and and once we get to that lane and kick it to him he's, he's he'll he 'll put it in the basket uh, we 've had heroes all all year I mean you know Michael burns comes off the bench Daniel Emery has done unbelievable job defensively uh Brock Moores come off the bench, Justin Bacher's come off the bench connor bridgewater they 've all contributed and, and you know in their own way they're heroes at times you know they 'll come in and hit a big hoop or they 'll get a steal or a big rebound and and it 's a total team effort. And everybody knows a role, and everybody takes part in the role, and they take pride in that. And you know, I got a bunch of proud kids right now, and I can, and I'm a very, very proud coach of, of what these guys kids have accomplished. It's well, just, it's an unreal thing.
1: Rightfully so, and and uh, my hats off to you because you've done as good a coaching job as anybody in the area this year. And before I let you go, Mike, I got to ask you this question because it's one of my favorite moments of the year. I'm at the Winchester tournament. I look up into the stands, and there's a giant fat head of Mike Lewis's head bouncing through the crowd. <laughs> Any chance we get a chance to see that at the Bowl on Tuesday? Because I'd
0: like your fan club to be there. <laughs> oh, well, I hope not. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny, but, yeah, that was uh – that was different. That was a friend of mine trying to be funny, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, y- your giant head was fun, and it was nice to see it. I hope you go back. And, and, and congratulations, and however it goes on Tuesday, fingers crossed for you. I hope you get to stay. But even if you don't, you guys have done the area proud. So congratulations to you, Mike, and to your Trojans.
0: Well, thank you very much, Chris. It's, it's just been wonderful. It's been great. And I appreciate you guys covering us and, and uh, helping us out. Thanks.
1: Our pleasure. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a special event coming to Quincy later this month.
0: This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on WTAD. Better bed, less money. Sleep Tight, 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Once again,
1: here's Chris Dewar. Well, St. Patrick's Day will be a special one in the Gem City this year, thanks to our good friends at the Western Illinois Chapter of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and Julie Ross from FCA joins us now to talk to us a little bit about the huge banquet coming up on the 17th. I know you guys always do a fantastic job with this, especially in finding keynote speakers, Julie, but you've kind of outdone yourselves this year with Chicago Bears cornerback and just a man who really walks an incredible life, and Prince Amukamara coming in, how excited are you to have him here and to have him a chance to introduce him to to the the local folks here in Western Illinois?
2: Well, Chris, I have to admit to you that football is actually my favorite sport, and the last three years we have had a St. Louis Cardinal, which has been great, but I'm super excited this year that we do uh, not only have a football player, but kind of a local football player and being able to bring in one of the Bears.
1: Well, abs- absolutely, Julie. And and for people who don't know, you know Prince Amukamara is part of Nigerian royalty from the Amuakara family. His his actual name is actually his job title. He is a real prince, and he's a that man. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it really is. And he's a man who's lived. A very incredible life. Uh, I, I know up in Chicago he is regarded by the folks that cover Chicago sports as the most accessible and likable athlete around. He's got an incredible story, and it's a story that I think, particularly to your cause, resonates with young people who, who want to live a life in a certain walk.
2: Exactly, and I'm excited to hear Prince's testimony in person. I'm uh, grateful that he was willing to come down, and, uh, you know, our big challenge is always getting a speaker and getting a venue on the same time or on the same date and uh, having it not interfere with a spring break mission trip, so we're just very, very blessed that everything worked out this year, and I think Prince, uh, I think he's going to bless a lot of people, and I think he's going to motivate a lot of people and really encourage them in their walk with the Lord.
1: Julie, this is a huge day for your outreach and for people who don't understand just how important the tentacles that FCA has in so many different directions. How does this sort of fuel the work that you do?
2: Well, everything everything has to be funded through FCA. It's a 100% not self-supported, but it is 100% covered ministry by what FCA employees raise. So if we want to do mission trips, Illinois sports camp, leadership camp, collegiate camp. Uh, if we want to buy Bibles for our coaches and athletes or other resources, we have to raise that funding. And this is our biggest fundraiser of the year. And it's also in many ways a friend raiser because a lot of people hear about FBA for the first time.
1: And it's an incredible chance for you not only to, to sort of outreach and network with wonderful people, but the, the fellowship in that room is going to be incredible that night. And it's not just limited to having Prince Amukamara there, which is certainly huge in its own right, but very specific and special to the city of Quincy, a tribute, a very special tribute to the Napide family.
2: Absolutely. We have former KU basketball coach Ted Owens coming in. And uh, Coach Owens was actually napped freshman basketball coach at KU back in 1964, and he's still the fourth winningest KU basketball coach in history and he's very, uh, very spry. I've talked to him a couple of times, and uh, he, he even remembers um, Cheryl Hanks because Cheryl's son, Mike, coached for him when he was the athletic director at St. Leo University. So he has some good Quincy connections.
1: Well, certainly he does, and certainly that's a, a wonderful opera. Uh, uh, excuse me, a wonderful honor to the Napide family, who have done so much for so many with their with their outreach in the city of Quincy. Now, for folks who want to know how to be a part of this wonderful event on the seventeenth at the Ambience, what do they need to do? I'm sure they need to act quickly because this is always a popular event.
2: Actually, we've had between 800 and 1200 people every year, so we've been very fortunate in that in that regard that people have come out because. Even though FCA has been around for 65 years, it's only been in Western Illinois now for about four years. So it took us a long time to get right here to Mid America. Uh, but they need to go online and reserve a seat. All of our all of our banquet tickets are free, but reservations are required, and they can do that online at westernilfca.org. They can email me Julie Ross at FCA.org, or call me, or text 217-440-7677.
1: That's awesome, Julie. Thank you again for your outreach, for everything that FCA does for our area, and for this wonderful event coming up March the 17th. Again, contact information, we'll, we'll talk a lot more about that on the television side as well. But again, hats off to you, Julie, and the organization for all you do.
2: We appreciate your help, Chris. Look forward to seeing you
1: that night. Absolutely. Look forward to being there. And that wraps up another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket. We'll be right back here next Saturday morning. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning
0: Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.